0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily the Auburn Tigers Podcast, presented by the good folks at Fetch Me. You can use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free, and they've kind of They've kind of set the standard as far as food delivery goes, and I've talked about this a few times this week and a little bit in the past, but they, uh, they separate themselves doing a lot of different things. And Fetch.me is the only food delivery service that takes phone calls to place orders or to address questions. Try calling other providers. It's, it's not possible. You can't do it. Fetch.me's philosophy on creating connections allows Fetch.me to troubleshoot during the delivery in the moment so issues are mitigated along the way and prior to drop off to each customer so once again try to have a relationship with uh, the big chains and, and all that I mean there's such an emphasis on on local involvement I mean these are Auburn people so if you live in Auburn or Opelika use promo code fetchme20 for your first delivery free use the free app and go to fetchmedelivery.com to get that fetch me experience it's good stuff all right Michael Pappas excuse me I didn't introduce you correctly Michael T. Pappas, CBT. You are now officially a certified broadcast technologist.
0: Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Uh,
1: still, didn't, still don't get my mic turned on, but it's fine. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Congratulations on uh, being a part of the Society of Broadcast Engineers. I'm really proud of you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Painter Sharples will join us in, uh, in just a moment. But, uh, yeah, I forgot we were talking about uh, stuff to, to chat about, and we have... Um, we have some voicemail action. We'll wait till Painter gets back in studio. Um, he's, he's taking care of some business. Here he comes. Here he comes. Here he is. He was taking he the trash is. out. Painter Sharpless is back. Oh, a That's fresh right. bag for the Rich! can. A fresh bag for the can. Painter being responsible, baby. It's crazy how fresh it is in here. Painter Sharpless, you fired up today? I am excited. We're going to talk about these goals, baby. These goals. Yeah, we're going to do a little uh, off-season goals, and maybe each of us can list one. I forgot we have two voicemails to get to. So let's do that first. You can call the Locked On Auburn Podcast voicemail machine at 205-502-4285. Here's the first. Yes? Really fast. Yes? Can we talk about something real, real quick, just for a moment? Okay.
2: Painter. Last time we did this, I things think, went off the rails. Painter, I
0: think that you have walked in with a different piece of Bill's merchandise every day since we got back from break. What can I say, baby? It's the Josh Allen effect. All right, here we go.
3: <laughs> hey, guys. It's Ricky from Atlanta. Hey, um, Ricky. I was uh, just listening to the show uh, today. Today's Wednesday. Um, y'all were talking about uh, potential uh, replacements for J.B. Grimes as a line coach um, and I know y'all are kind of just uh, joking, throwing around like potential, like former Auburn players who could just potentially come back on with the staff. Um, and there actually could be a potential, you know, real um, uh, former Auburn players to fill that up. Uh, Ryan Hughes, I think he's the offensive line coach at Troy right now, um, and I know he's had some, you know, pretty decent success, you know, running that system so. Um, I mean, he could actually be, you know, a, a legitimate candidate for that. I, I think the job will go to Kendall Simmons, uh, who's been there as an analyst. Um, his familiarity is probably something I guess is going to uh, roll with. But Ryan, you could be a guy, you know, a former Marvin guy I guess you bring back. Kind of want to know y'all's guys' thoughts on that. Uh, but anyway, love the show, War Eagle. Uh, thanks so much.
1: Yeah, after we put up the show earlier this week, we got a lot of, a lot of tweets. We're recording this on Thursday um, for the for the Friday show as you guys are listening so if if they have hired a guy by now then obviously we could be wrong here but yeah I mean Ryan Pugh is a guy that that makes a lot of sense I think the offensive line coach jumping from Troy to Auburn isn't crazy I wonder and I think whoever this is it kind of depends on who is really getting to make the decision is it 100% Gus Malzahn is he going to let Chad Morris hire uh, one of these assistant coaches I think that's really kind of what it comes down to do you think the Troy offensive coordinator job is better or worse
0: than the Auburn O-line coach job?
1: I think, uh, yeah, I, I think the offensive coordinator at Troy is a better job than the offensive line coach at Auburn.
0: I agree. Isn't Pew the offensive coordinator at Troy? hmm he is. Oh, he's the OC there? hmm okay. Yeah, so I don't think it's going to be Pugh. Is I, he calling plays? Do you no, know? No, he's not. Uh, Bill Cameron told me last night he, that Pew is not call cool. plays. Chip Lindsey calls plays. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's going to come from Troy. Um, I think that OC job at Troy is a better job. I agree with you, Zach. So, And I think for his career, I would feel like it would be a step back just going from offensive coordinator back to O-line coach. Obviously, he might feel differently. It would be coming back to his alma mater. I could be totally off about this. I think
2: you're barking up the right tree, Michael. I think that it depends on the team. Troy this year didn't have the same success they'd had in the prior three years, but I think they'll get back to that. I think I can definitely see it's close enough we can have this debate about which is a better career move. I think in my mind, and this was something we had wanted to talk about, so I'm glad that Ricky led with this. Shout out to Ricky. Just real quick. I think two of the, the names that he mentioned are very Plausible candidates. I agree about about Pew, but for a different reason. I think that um, there is one the argument you just made, which is probably a perfectly reasonable, plausible one. The other one is I don't know. I sort of wonder if if the way things went with Chip and Gus at the end, I I, I kind of wonder if in a way Ryan Pugh is in Chip's corner at this point. Like he's you know I I don't know if Ryan Pugh is all that jazz I don't have any evidence of this, but I do wonder how jazzed he is. Relationships are going to play a factor into that. Absolutely. And so I think then you move on. Kendall Simmons is the name I'd watch out for most, and I should give credit here because the first name that popped into my head was Stacey Searles, former Auburn player, great player for Auburn in the 80s under Pat Dye. He's coached in Miami, North Carolina, Georgia. (laughs) He's currently at North Carolina with Mack Brown. So he seemed like a good one. Justin Ferguson mentioned Kendall Simmons, though. And after kind of hearing Justin's logic and some of the things Ricky pointed out about being in-house, knowing the culture Super Bowl winner, a guy that you know you could promote within, kind of like Travis Williams and, and Cadillac Williams, makes a lot of sense.
1: I've totally forgotten about Kendall Simmons being, uh, being a part of the, the football program right now. Yeah, I, I, I think that's it. But once again though, like do, do, if your mouths on strategically as far as making Chad Morris feel more comfortable, do you say, hey, you make the decision? No. You don't? Uh, If
0: I were Gus, I would not. Why not? Number one, because this has been such an important position for them the last two years uh, in the sense that it's clearly been the weak point of the
2: team. And and just to interject sorry to interrupt Dustin Fry now looking for work was the offensive line coach at Arkansas for Morris and offensive mm-hmm. line was not their problem while and, they were and
1: there And SMU he was under him at SMU as well the past and 5 years And he was a GA for him at Clemson
0: and played for him at Clemson the so they boys
1: with a Z. Think yeah. that happens but it's definitely not
2: out of the realm like it's absolutely you something d- you that You could, don't think it happens? I would see I would think Simmons would be more likely I would think Cyrils would even be more likely but okay. Fry There's also Fry is a is definitely, I think, someone you cannot rule out.
0: The Chicago Bears' former offensive coordinator, who just got fired, he,
2: Hindstand, Heisen, something he like that. He was at Notre Dame. He coached yeah. Nelson. Nelson. Yeah, and, that'd be a, that'd be G- about as splashy of a hire as you could make.
0: Yeah, so for he, an offensive line coach. Yeah, yeah, his name has also been been thrown out there because he doesn't
2: Heisstand, I yeah. believe, is how you say his name.
0: I forgot where I was before that. Well, oh, well, I wouldn't high. I, I would not if I'm Gus. Let chad morris make this hire alone because it's been so important such a weak point of the team
1: in the last couple of years and you have to get this right but i think you could spin that around because you can if you're Gus, and you say i kind of whiffed on the last two offensive line hires herb hand was bad and then jb grimes i know he had a stint with better. auburn before that but there were better guys out there
2: and i do wonder too like how much of this factors in of thinking all right because I, I think Gus will ultimately make the decision, and I think Chad will have a part in it. But I think if you're looking at it, Gus is the one that has the final say. But there is a certain level of, like, all right, if if you're Gus and you think you're going to make it until about the end of Bo Nix's career, if that it does kind of line up, and I don't know if he thinks that, mm-hmm. then you say maybe Morris makes this higher. And if it doesn't work out, I sort of say, look, I didn't make that decision.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: That's true. I, I don't think But that's every likely. decision
0: comes back on him
2: anyway. I, agreed, I heard someone
0: agreed. talking this morning yeah. that was saying, like, that Kirby Smart, basically saying it's Kirby Smart's fault that Jake Fromm didn't have a good year because Kirby Smart can't coach quarterbacks. And I was like... Kirby Smart doesn't coach quarterbacks.
2: Yeah, on the surface, he's a that, that's not coach, a, uh, but it's, it's not a good argument. But because he's the head coach, be,
0: yeah, that's a, because he's the head coach. Ooh. It all falls back on him. So I, I think Chad Morris will have a big part in the decision. We know Gus trusts him as a football coach and just as a friend outside of football. I think you'd he'll, be stupid
2: not to take his advice. And yeah, it would be weird if he did it.
0: And, and Chad Morris might head the search. They might interview candidates together. But I think at the end of the day, it's. It has to be Gus's decision.
1: I really hope they don't hire somebody before this goes out. <laughs> I'm really worried about it. I'm not going to. We were talking about it beforehand, and you're pretty confident it's not going to be this week.
2: I don't know if I would say confident, but I think if I'm talking between now and Saturday, like statistically speaking, you're probably okay.
1: I hope so. But you know, I'd love for this podcast to get a good 24 hours of life into it. We'll see. We'll see well, what if happens if
2: they hire Kendall Simmons, Stacy Serrels, or. Uh, Or Fry, we're all going to look pretty good here. If they go get someone from Minnesota or Idaho, it's going to be like, well, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you
0: know who they should go (laughs) try to get?
1: Whoever the offensive line coach is at Wisconsin. Yeah, really. Just throw money at that guy. I think some of that is just there's something in the water in Wisconsin that makes you like big, big, cheese. burly, and yeah, <laughs> it's the cheese. That's totally it. You're right. That that
2: shows our ignorance. Like that's like saying it with <laughs> the minute you walk past the Kansas border. I don't know why you're walking into Kansas in this scenario. You go, you want to see less Toto? Where are you? And the people are like, look, that movie came out in like the 20s. We're gonna have to find another <laughs> reference. <laughs> Or the moment you walk out of Kansas and you say, we're not in Kansas
0: anymore. There we go.
2: Boo.
1: (laughs) I like that one. Yeah, that's good.
2: Two birds, one stone. That's good.
1: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, let's check, um, let's check what some of our goals are going to be for this offseason for Auburn football. Obviously, finding an offensive line coach is one of those uh, this offseason. You got to do that first. Hopefully, when this podcast goes up, that hasn't happened yet. Honestly, Once again, I'm still point, really worried about it. I kinda hope it
0: I kinda <laughs> hope it has at this <laughs> point.
2: It's gonna happen like at the minute we're done with this. We're gonna finish this.
0: It's no, like no, no, cool. no. It's
1: like we wasted 30 minutes. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, but that would be that's the best case scenario. I guess we, we could, could just re-do run it back. It. Yeah. We could
2: just run it back. It's like if it happens the minute Zach goes home.
0: It's gonna be like Zach's gonna set I'm, it up so the podcast drops at whatever time and like yeah. ten minutes before the drop.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be the, the reason we're having to do this because I'm driving to North Carolina as soon as my show's over Friday morning, and I'm gonna get halfway there and get a notification on my phone. It's like, are you kidding me? Where in North Carolina? I'll tell you. Is it Asheville? I think it's outside of Asheville. Question mark. It is. Um, Could
0: Friday be the first Maggie, edition? Of Maggie the Locked, Valley. The Locked On Auburn podcast without Zach, just me and Painter.
2: I don't think so. I think that's why we're doing this.
1: But if somebody, if someone gets hired, I kind of feel like like, Michael, can you do this? I'll buy you lunch. Thanks. (laughs) I kind of feel like Zach is going to be like, I need you to ramble about this guy, please. The The images of Maggie
2: Valley are very
1: pretty, very pretty, very pretty. And it's for a bachelor party. Sweet, sweet rye bear. You know, Ryan.
2: Oh, I know. I don't know Ryan well enough to get the invite at all. I've known that. But God, that's going to be fun. Yeah, we just met. I think I've met him once. At the, yeah, uh, i met him to like three trail. times. I, I want y'all should invite. come with me. He wouldn't even care. He's so
0: I, nice. I, I, he wouldn't, but
1: <laughs> that's not cool. But
0: he wouldn't. You're right. I met him once. I'm pissed. Where's
1: my invitation? <laughs> Painter might be okay with it. Do, I am not. Do y'all have any off-season goals for Auburn football? Please I,
2: help Seth Williams. Someone else. Because you, someone in that wide receiver group is both talented, hardworking, and athletic enough to make it so that the defenses have to pick their poison. Someone help him.
1: Who do you think it's? You think he's on the roster? He'd have to be, right? I'm
2: excited about Javarius Johnson. Don't tell me Matthew Hill's not going to work out because I have staked my claim to Matthew Hill.
1: Really, you're still in the Matthew Hill bandwagon? I mean, like, and we keep talking about him, so I wonder, like, you know, and I know we well, did you, the same thing with Marquise McLean. Yeah,
2: right. So your your point recently was, is it ever going to click? Like, if you start getting to the the junior year, and it's like, all right. Where is it gonna? When is it gonna happen? So, I'm I'm just I'm too excited about that guy's potential to just throw him out. I'm really excited about um, Javarius Johnson, and then Bo Nix loves Shedrick Jackson. I don't know if Shedrick Jackson will will end up with a lot of catches next year, but like it seems like when he really was under pressure, he liked to look Shedrick's way. Yeah, that's true. But you know, I don't know if that will result in a lot of.
1: I think Shedrick Jackson will be. In the similar role as Sal Canella was, Michael's favorite player on the Auburn football team. I love Sal. <laughs> but that that bigger guy that's on the field for blocking purposes, I think that Sal. Canne- uh, I think that Sal Jackson. Cannella
0: was not just on the field for blocking purposes. He caught a lot of touchdowns. He did.
2: I'm glad that because Michael you fired has, him up. I'm glad that Michael has staked his claim here. I love Sal. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb Kim's Google pick is very funny.
1: It looks like an NCAA created character. Sure. Sure. Michael, do you have a, an off season goal for Auburn football? <laughs> Get a better picture of Caleb Game for Google. Uh Doesn't that look like linebacker fifty
2: five you created when you were on NCAA 07? <laughs> yeah, it you does. Didn't,
0: you didn't name your creative players?
2: Well
1: F you. <laughs> it's a weird why name. Why you you gotta be like that, man? Why you gotta be, like that you, gotta be like that? you got any you got any off season goals for Auburn football? Painters was help, uh, help Seth Williams. That's a pretty good one. I think it's just got to be
0: get Bo Nix more comfortable.
1: Unbelievable. That's like the most boring goal. I know,
0: but it's, it's got to be get Bo Nix more comfortable. He's going to be one of the most experienced quarterbacks in the SEC next season, and the way Bo goes is the way that your season's going to go. Um, you're in a position next year where a lot of teams are replacing quarterbacks, and Auburn is in a situation where they're not, so get Bo as comfortable as you possibly can in the offense and especially in the pocket, and hopefully he'll improve and he'll carry this Auburn team. All right.
3: The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to locked-on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Mine is get the offensive line figured out within the first week of fall camp. Use spring. You yeah, I think I think all of all five starters on your offensive line are already on campus, and they will be on campus definitely for spring practice. Uh, I think you use the spring really focus on the offensive line. There's going to be some guys that are versatile. You know, a few off seasons ago, it was like, okay, well, this guy can play guard and tackle. This guy can play center and guard. I don't think that needs to be the discussion over the summer. I think you need to have a really good idea of what you have among your offensive line going into uh, going into fall camp. And I don't think you should spend half of your fall camp figuring out what your offensive line is. You got your quarterback set up, so you don't have to worry about you know the whole juggling reps for that. I think Bo Nix is going to really benefit from that, but. That's important for offensive line, too. Not only is the individual as far as getting as many reps as possible, but as chemistry across the unit. So I think the more you can get those guys the, together, the better.
2: I think going back to your point here and the offensive line, kind of combining these two points, this may be naive, but I'm still curious to see it. Nick seems very comfortable in a Russell Wilson Baker Mayfield situation where he runs around buys time, I think one of the things that speaking to your point, Michael, probably need to work on choosing those moments about when to step up, when to stay in the pocket, when Oof. to slide, or when to to run and, and create for yourself and your wide receivers. But I'm almost just I'm almost at a point now where I want them to be 2013 Auburn, where not that they run the ball as much. But because they don't, I don't think that they've got the players, but I think if they can run the ball similarly to how they did in 13 and 14, maybe even 17. And we can ask ourselves the questions if they've got the talent in the backfield to do that. And I think they do. Really? I do think they've got a lot of great talent to run the football They've got next year. they like
0: eight running backs that can run the football. Someone's got to be good. But
2: but I I'm sa- not worried about the running backs, though. I say that to say if the offensive line can be bullies in the way that the 2013 team was. I mean, think about that. That team lined up, and they could say, we are running the ball behind the right guard. And Alabama and LSU and a lot of teams, I guess LSU was, Auburn hadn't figured themselves out yet, but yeah. teams did not know what to do with themselves. I think if you can run the ball similarly to that, Bo Nix is good enough, sharp enough, talented enough to figure out ways to just run around and Russell Wilson and get someone open.
1: All right, I, I know I'm picking a very specific thing for, for, for your statement just then. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, but let's assume the offensive line and the running backs are good. A, a big reason they were able to do what they were able to do was H-back play. I mean, Jay Proche was... Was a freak.
2: He was a freak, and he had the number two pick in the draft at left
1: tackle. Is is there a guy that could play H back at that level?
2: I think no. I don't think you look at the H back spot and go, you know. I know Prosh's career in the NFL wasn't long, but he had a career in the NFL.
1: I I, yeah, and you know most people don't. There's just so many teams that carry you know a, a true fullback. But do you think? I think that has to happen for, all, for, for Malzahn to be able to run the football. I mean, even like Brandon False, you know, after Prosh was gone. I don't think he was great, but I definitely think he made the running game better. I just don't know who on the roster is going to be able to do that currently. I think that's a fair but,
2: point, and I think you can question if you've got a top five lineman on your team. And it's like, well, Painter, that would be great if you could have the best rushing attack in all of college football, but I think a lot of people would like to have that. So yeah. I think that is a fair counterpoint is will the offensive line even be close to what that team's mm-hmm. was? Will they have a player that's a bully that you can just run behind your left tackle like that? And then yeah, I hadn't thought about the missing piece of Ken Spencer Nye. I mean The Swiss Army Nye? Yeah. Or John Samuel Shanker Who, or a
0: Deal or what, Tyler Fromm or J.J.
1: Wilson? they got a lot of options. I think J.J. Wilson's gone. Really? I think so, yeah. Yeah, oh. he, he's old. I thought it was a play, too. Um, uh,
0: They've got a lot of options. They ha- they seemingly have a lot of options at every position right now, minus quarterback. So, hopefully, like you're saying, Zach, they can get some stuff figured out in the spring so they're, they've got their offense set up and ready to rep come fall.
1: And punter. True. Also punter. Mm-hmm.
0: Jason Caldwell on uh, on the drive with Bill Cameron last night on ESPN 106.7 was saying that it's always an option. In high school, they'd leave their – off Pinson Valley would leave their offense on the field, and then Bo Nix would just walk back and punt.
1: So that, would, that, that would be crazy if they actually to, did that. To
0: put the defense in a position where you, A, either couldn't return punts ever because if you put your punt return team on the field, the offense could just go for it. Or –
1: you could just go for it, like if if they put their. I wonder if I. I don't think that'll work at the next level, but that'd be fun to watch. I don't really that'd be, either. That'd be mean, fun, it'd be fun. would be fun to try.
0: It would work in the same positions where a pooch punt normally would work. I mean, yeah, if you're inside your 20 yard line, I'd imagine they would just
1: put the punt return. Team Alabama on. would. You know how Alabama would defend that? They would just put 12 guys on the field. <laughs> Penny, where can people find you and hear you? Please
2: listen to the Lunch Break, 11 to 1. That's on ESPN 1067. We got you covered at
1: ESPNAU.com,
2: the ESPN 1067 app. And I'm at Paint Sharpless. Thank you, Zach.
1: Michael Pappas. Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackaby. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn. We'll see you on Monday. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's
0: the Locked On Podcast
1: Network. Your team every day.